0: It's your boy Jeremy,
1: and the other boy Joey.
0: <laughs> and we were talking about music this week. The music that we did that we did listen to. Yeah, we didn't do anything say. actually. We we I mean, listened you don't to know it. that. We could have we could have written an album this past week, and nobody would know.
1: But it wasn't the one that we're reviewing today.
0: Correct. The one that we are reviewing today is the album "Berries Alive" by the artist "Buried Alive." Puns all around on on bears and, and berries.
1: Yeah, because it's not even the same berry pun. It's right, like like buried like like a strawberry, which there is also a pun on strawberry later. Later, but then berries is like a, a teddy bear. I'm guessing named Barry, and it's like berries alive, like he is alive
0: again. You know, I, did, I didn't think that much into the album title. To be honest, I, I just like yeah, it's a pun. He likes well, you, puns. You should have. Well, I'm, I'm sorry I didn't. Other things that I didn't look into as much. The album art. Oh, pretty, pretty cool album art, I suppose yeah. for, for what it is. It's like a, it's a teddy bear. Cause it's buried alive with, uh, <laughs> it looks like his brain's getting blown out from two different directions. Yeah. Uh, either from gunshots or from just his, his mind being blown. It's, <laughs> it's pretty unclear. There are no bullets or guns in the picture. So, uh, but he's got a little, he's got a little tattoo, I guess, on his snout that is the buried alive logo, which is a, a strawberry and crossbones <laughs> is their logo. Uh, pretty cool. Pretty cool. Uh, I just, before we get into the actual album, I want to, I want to address something. And, uh, that is, there was some controversy. What of, of whether or not Charles Caswell, which is the lead guitarist and singer and and songwriter for buried alive. There's some controversy over whether or not he can actually play his songs. People have been like implying that he's either programming it or he's like speeding it up. After recording it at a slower tempo because a slower tempo, because he does some very like, it's like technical death metal kind of thing, but it's very fast paced. And a lot of it, the effects that he puts on his guitar sound like they're like MIDI samples or like that. It, it just doesn't sound realistic. I'm not taking a firm stance one way or the other, but I don't think it actually matters to me because like, I don't know when you think of like classical composers, like they don't necessarily play all the instruments or know how to play all the instruments and they're not able to do that. Most of the time, they just write the music for the instruments and, and for the pieces and they see it as a full thing and nobody gives a shit. So like, there's that, but also like electronic music is such a big thing nowadays and it doesn't require any like technical proficiency to perform. But it's it, the fact of the matter is he makes some cool ass music and I don't really give a shit how it yeah. speeds it up and like whatever. But
1: I mean, he if, yeah, if you, I'm in the same camp, like, if you write it, then you wrote the music. Like, right. I'm hearing the music that you wrote. However, it happened to get into my ears. However, you produced it. Like it, as long as it ends up sounding good, cool. I don't care personally if he right. can play. it. He could be as as skilled on a guitar as I am and write this music. I don't. I'm not gonna think it's he's, still impressive. Yeah. <laughs> like, and by the way, I'm not skilled. I, that wasn't supposed to be like. <laughs> He could be as good as good like, as Joey. <laughs> he could be as bad as me and write this right. music. But uh now I will I will add the the caveat. If this dude's going around like, I am a guitar god, kneel right. before like if he's running around like rubbing it in everybody's faces. But I feel like he's probably not. So he's not. He seems like he's
0: a pretty cool guy.
1: So it's um, really irrelevant.
0: Yeah, and he, he wrote there's another song that's not on this album, that's not on any album, but one of his newer singles is called Blood Orange that I made Joey listen to last week after the episode. And I, it, that song has been like an earworm for me for the past, like three or four weeks. Yeah. Uh, and that song he's like talking about, he's calling out all, all of his haters that are saying that he speeds up his shit. So who fucking knows? He's, he's obviously getting defensive about it because why wouldn't you, if you like, if you're actually playing the shit and people are saying, nah, he's, he's just speeding it up. Like that's, that's an insult. Like yeah. I get it, but I'm not taking a firm stance either way. Cause it's cool as fuck music. And that's all I give a shit about. Nice. With that out of the way. What did, what did you think of track number one, Pun of You Left?
1: Um, okay. So, Jeremy, I want to talk to you about something. Yeah. <laughs> so, this whole time he had been hyping up Buried Alive and everything. Yeah. you had been, like...
0: It's been weeks that I've been, been talking about Buried Alive.
1: And he's like, I don't know, I kind of got the impression that they were, like, just a metal band, you know? Just yeah. a dude making some metal. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna let you guys know that's not what this is. That's this. I mean, it is there is metal, yeah. But like, this song starting off with like an electro drum machine, like synth type of thing. It has like, I don't know. It's like, I like it. I'll, I'll go ahead and say that I like <laughs> it, and it's really impressive. And Blood Orange, ever since you made me listen to that song, it's just been stuck in my head. Like this, yeah. like. Okay, so, going back to the whole uh, whether or not he actually plays stuff, like, I've watched a few of his videos on YouTube, and...
0: Yeah, he does actually do, like, live playthroughs of him playing the songs now, and I think that's a product of him getting kind of defensive because people were saying that he couldn't play it, so yeah. now he's posting videos of him playing, like, a lot of his solos and songs and stuff.
1: And, like, I always thought,
0: like, looking at Tom Morello
1: from an, an a guitar effects, like, sound, tone type yeah point of view not like comparing them on technical skill or whatever or or even really like it's a valid comparison because tom morello did a lot of anal like all of his stuff was like analog type stuff and this is you can tell he it's digital it's digital but he's still playing it like making a a guitar sound that way he does some extremely impressive stuff as far as like getting guitar there's so many things on here that i didn't think was a guitar at first yeah and then i watch him play it or i like listen listen closer and it is a guitar like somehow he's like making all of these crazy ass sounds and these crazy ass guitar runs and everything and it's just him playing guitar through like a program i guess
0: yeah i don't know if you saw but tom morello actually tweeted or retweeted him playing blood orange and he was like giving him praise like this is cool as shit i wish more people were doing things like this I didn't kind of sparked a lot of that controversy is that, like, oh, like, Tom Morello's, like, retweeting it, and that got a lot of, obviously, that got a lot of traction, a lot of views and stuff, and so people were shitting on Charles Caswell from Buried Alive on that thread, I guess. Well, uh, fuck the haters,
1: as I'm sure Charles Caswell would say. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, so, this one, like, with the opening, like, the electro drum machine type, it has, like, kind of a hip-hop, like, rap type feel yeah. in, in a lot of the songs but in this song like i that's part of it that i wasn't really expecting and throughout this song and throughout the rest of the album i kind of got the vibe that like this is like a resurgence of like rap metal that would have came out in like 2000s but they're doing it right now instead yeah. of like the they they like looked back at it and they were like okay what the fuck was all of that
0: we're, how can i prove on it yeah, yeah. We're,
1: we're gonna do this the right way and, and incorporate like the extreme technical death metal type stuff but also like some extremely cool like beats and yeah. electronic music into it it's
0: yeah it's, it's cool. kind of it's kind of a big it's a big mishmash of like kind of trappy hip-hop beats and like electronic music and like you said, technical death metal. Uh, I think yeah. it works fucking great, which is why why I've been raving about *Buried <laughs> Alive* for the past four weeks because it's just it's it's so it's like popcorn for my ears. Popcorn. Yeah, it's just you just keep eating it over <laughs> and over again. You can't you can't stop eating popcorn once you have it. But yeah, or you specifically can't.
1: Well, yeah, I can. What are you talking about?
0: You're always eating popcorn. No, Non-stop. I stop.
1: I do love popcorn actually, but that's not that's that's there's no popcorn puns on here. So that's true. But, so, I don't know. It's It blew me away the first time I listened to it. I, I will admit, this type of music isn't typically what I would... If I'm sitting down listening to music, it's not what I would, like, typically choose to listen to at this right. point in my life. But I'm very glad that we listened to it this week. Because I've been needing a refresher. And this... I don't know how else to put it. It, like, beats the shit out of you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. It's very genty,
1: Yeah. Yeah. J- okay, gent. I haven't listened to, like, a whole lot of gent, but I will say... Me either. Oh. Well, then... <laughs> then I know. just,
0: that's... I mean, it's the sound of that guitar. Like, he does a lot yeah. of, like, genty breakdowns and stuff where it's just, like, you know, it's gent.
1: Yeah. But pun of you left, it it was a strong opener, but it. I feel like it didn't adequately... Wet my palate. I feel like that happened in a little bit.
0: Yeah, I agree. There, there's this one. Like, I don't know. Especially being an introduction to *Burial Live*, obviously you listened to *Blood Orange* before. Yeah, but uh, the, the there's like there's so much happening, and there's because the way that it's all like blended together, there's so many layers. It's kind of overwhelming, but I think it works in a very like chaotic and, and fun way. Uh, but yeah it it fucking it goes hard it punches you it assaults you this entire album well not the entire album most of the album yeah. like like you said it's just like you're getting beaten with the rest <laughs> of your life with, by this music it's pretty fucking cool though i
1: like it i'm going to i'm going to take you back to that point a, okay. little, bit, a little bit later <laughs> but uh i don't know like i don't know how to properly describe all of the music because yeah. it's so like i don't know it it's very if anybody out there has ever listened to Infected Mushroom, which was almost yeah. what I was going to put next next week. It kind of reminds me of a of a metal version of that. Like it's got a little bit like almost an industrial feel because of the mix of electro and yeah, metal, but it's like wrapped into a package where they put like trap beats and like rap type like his delivery sounds like Rap at at points.
0: Yeah, even though like he he does a lot of harsh like metal growling vocals. Yeah, he, he kind of raps it. Almost, I guess, comparable to like Slipknot mm-hmm. in, in that way, where Corey Taylor just kind of like Ugh, I just triggered myself by saying his name. <laughs> where, where, where Corey Taylor, Corey like, fucking Taylor. <laughs> where where he like he growls a lot of his lyrics, but it's also kind of like rappy and a lot of the yeah. older Slipknot stuff. Yeah, but pretty cool yeah. lyrically this one uh it's just it seemed to me that it was just like he's tired of feeling used so he's going to go on going on killing spray and murder the world which is kind of a, a recurring theme throughout this album
1: yeah he's it's they're very metal lyrics like very uh they just tell stories not the whole album isn't just single songs telling one single story like there are certain I feel like there's certain runs where it's like two or three tracks in a row tell a story or just yeah. quite a few. But it, it definitely has like a metal vocal feel where it's like this song is just about literally killing everybody. Not like yeah. l- like actually everybody. Like the title is Pun of You Left. It's a pun on none of you left because he loves puns. But yeah. he's going to leave literally nobody alive.
0: Yeah, he he says, I'm I'm now out to prove that if I started murdering people, there'd be none of you left. Yeah. That kind of thing.
1: And uh this whole song, since it is buried, buries alive and there's a teddy bear, I just, like, the whole, throughout the whole song, I imagined this big, giant teddy bear literally just, like, <laughs> killing everybody, but...
0: Yeah, and I think it's appropriate imagery because, uh, again, the Blood Orange video, I don't know if you watched the video for it, mm-hmm. but uh, th- that's, that's pretty much what's happening in the Blood Orange <laughs> video. It's a giant orange that's just murdering and eating bananas and, and other fruits and, and shit. Hell yeah. banana's technically a berry, but, you know, whatever.
1: Yeah, well, if I was to pick a murdering fruit... I would definitely pick a Slaughter Melon, that's for sure. Got it.
0: Easy. Boom. Easy game. I was wondering how well we'd be able to do this because, like, every track almost is a pun.
1: Yeah. So, uh, I'll, I'll throw okay. them in where I can. And yeah.
0: you know, Track number two is Slaughter Melon. Joey, oh. Joey pulled it off somehow. <laughs> this one immediately comes in with the heavy, like, thick, genty kind of guitars and then some more, like, it, it almost sounds like a synth. Yeah, Uh, this this is the first track where he does like he does a lot of tapping on his guitar on his fretboard, and then he like sends it through his processing and stuff. But it sounds like it's a synth pretty much the way he's tapping on his guitar. Um, This one has like a groove metal kind of section in the chorus with the clean vocals in it, and I just I really fucking like it. I like this kind of aesthetic. That's why I like Blood Orange, where like he has a lot of that growly vocal stuff that's just like super heavy metal kind of just punching you in the ears but there's also a bit more like groovy kind of choruses with the clean vocals and stuff like that and i really i really like that about a lot of his music
1: yeah this is more of what i was expecting honestly like the way that this song started off it starts off more in the kind of metal style and whatever the synths or keys or whatever they just go absolutely nuts like it especially during like the breakdown bridge portion that just goes insane. Like (laughs) it's like there's a completely different song stuffed inside of this one. Much like the stuffing of a teddy bear. (laughs) Just gets stuffed inside of this one and it's like but it it works. Like it still follows the same general kind of feel as the rest of the song, I think. But it's just like it adds a more chaotic element to the song.
0: Yeah, it has kind of like a weird he does this on a couple of songs where he he'll have the song either start with kind of a hip-hoppy, trappy feeling and then have like a thick metal breakdown or he'll do the opposite where it'll start kind of more heavy and the main meat of the song is heavy and then the breakdown will be more like trappy or hip-hoppy kind of thing. And that's what's happening in this one. Like there's kind of this weird trap beat of a a breakdown with a lot of like tapped guitar notes and and that synth kind of sound that you were saying. It, It caught me off guard as well, but I don't think it's a bad thing at all.
1: Yeah, and this is gonna sound... No, you know what? That's not going to sound bad. Like the breakdown, like it is completely 100% like electro yeah. craziness. But it it makes me think of like back when the breakdown was a huge thing in like scene metal and stuff like that. Mm. It makes me think somebody heard that and then was like, "I can make an awesome electronic version of it." Like it it has right. it captures that same feel, but he, it just does it in a completely new way.
0: Yeah, kind of that edgy, like, shitty, like, uh, like broken side kind of style, like, screamo, yeah. screamo rap kind of thing.
1: Yeah, like, I feel like he took, and not to say that specifically he does it, because there's, I know there's other people out there doing, not this, but they're Ooh. doing things similar to this with, I'd say, less electronic and more. Typical metal feel, but they're doing like mm-hmm. the crazy effects and the tapping and stuff. But he's just taking it to another level. I feel like he took so many genres that sucked and was just <laughs> like, This is what I
0: grew up on. I'm going to be the redemption. <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to make it good.
1: Yeah. And,
0: and I think I think he did a pretty good job.
1: Yeah, I definitely I mean, I would listen to this. I wouldn't listen to Broken Side. I <laughs>
0: So, that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then like a minute about a minute from the end the song kind of like stops and fades out, and it's kind of this gotcha moment when he he saying there's like a vocal sample of him singing we are all lost, and then there's another huge like unexpected metal drop to kind of round out the end of the track that caught me off guard, but yeah. it's fucking cool. I like it. I like breakdowns. So, you know, whatever.
1: Yeah. As uh as evidenced by the cool I guess they weren't breakdowns, but they were bridges in uh the Chevelle album. That's has got yeah. some
0: cool. Dude, bridges. speaking side note, for, for those of you guys who listened to Chevelle's sci fi crimes uh with us and enjoyed that, they just released their new album this past uh Friday as of us recording this anyway. And that album's fucking fantastic. <laughs> you should go listen to that album as well. Uh but that's that's for another episode perhaps. Jeez Jeremy. Sorry, you mentioned Chevelle. I had to shout out my boys because no, I mean they're fucking great. Yeah, this new album is like it's it's giving Sci-Fi Crimes a run for its money for my favorite Chevelle album. Oh
1: fuck. Okay, okay.
0: I need more time with it, but we'll we'll come back to that at some point maybe. Uh, Lyrically, the song it seemed like he was kind of dwelling on his own mental instability and talking about how he feels the world is ending and how he's, he's tortured by fear and needing to clear his mind. So he doesn't just like fall off the face of the earth or do something kind of drastic.
1: Yeah. This one it's yeah. It's like he's people are uh, destroying their own lives. And I mean, I think he's, I don't know. He's, he's talking, I guess about himself, but I saw it as like a humanity type thing.
0: Yeah. But it's super unclear. He does that a lot on this album. I think where it's, not entirely clear whether he's referring to himself or someone specific or just like a vague everyone else kind of thing, but uh, I don't know. I I I tend to think that if the singer is singing it, then they at least somewhat feel that way. Yeah, about themselves,
1: they probably do. Uh, I was going to try to make a some sort of <laughs> pun, but I don't know. Yeah. So the next song is "Fraternity." <laughs>
0: Frutality, which sounds like brutality yeah. but also kind of makes you think of like fatality right
1: yeah fatality i, I had three written down which What's... the third the third one is futility but that's more okay. due to the lyrical content yeah but it doesn't really fit with the sound but it was still like frutality, fruit futi- i don't know.
0: but if if it was futility then he could have said frutility right that's
1: true you know so, you got
0: maybe it was just maybe that was a pun that was just better than what he could come up with. And he's kicking himself now that he's listened to our podcast for not naming it. Frutility.
1: Well, if you come out with a remix of "Fruitality" and call it Frutility, let me know.
0: Maybe. Yeah, Joey wants his royalty check.
1: Yeah. I, I'm, I, I should have two royalty checks coming my way, but uh, <laughs> I can't talk about one of them because it would reveal my personal life <laughs> too much. <laughs> but, uh, I don't know why I brought that up. It's, not a, it's just like...
0: Because a... <laughs> it, was, it was relevant when we were talking about it today. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Frutality, it, it starts with kind of some like dancey synth. Again, it's not super clear whether the synth is actually him playing guitar with some like crazy effects or whatever. But it's a synthy kind of dancey beat kind of thing that kind of makes it feel like it would be like a drum and bass track. Yeah. But then this like off-kilter thick guitar riff comes in with the vocals before just getting like smashed into like a full gent metal kind of assault which yeah. is kind of fun
1: the opening of this song is where i really made a connection to uh infected mushroom which i know yeah. that probably like i don't know if you've listened to them but they're a very like hard electron like electronic they they're rock and like they do some like metal type stuff but they're very much in that and i feel like this is like the alternate universe where they just like took the metal portion of their sound and just went all the way in and we're just like we're going fucking balls to the wall on this metal electronic stuff and uh yeah this one i feel like this one has as crazy as this sounds i feel like this song has even more variety yeah than, than the previous songs i mean it's the longest track on the album right so he has more time but this song it's got like industrial vibes in there i feel like it's got definitely got the electro and the metal and the kind of rap trap i guess yeah type sound but there's also uh i don't know like right before an intense guitar solo like a a ridiculous (laughs) guitar solo right right before it it uh so it's got like this a breakdown yes (laughs) an intense breakdown that just goes nuts and then it like slows down like slower than the previous songs have been with this like choppy and grindy sound coming in right before that guitar solo it's just like it's like five or six different songs (laughs) cohesivized together and this is where I have a bone to pick with you Jeremy okay so I like this you like sure. this, right? I do. Yeah, we we both like this song.
0: Are, are you about to Are you about to pull Zach Hill into this? I'm about to pull Zach Hill into this. <laughs> Lay it on me.
1: So it was just, and I I thought about this even more so in the next song. But since I'm already opening this can sure. of worms, so I'm going to do it. But so one of your complaints uh, is about Zach Hill having no chill. There is negative fifty chill, <laughs> like. This this has a wind chill of like hundred degrees Celsius, yeah, and it's just like I, I guess that has a lot of chill. This That's has a lot of chill. This has
0: it's a scorching chill. summer.
1: Yeah, it's a scorching summer, <laughs> and it's just all over the place in a good way. In a good way, it's yeah. it's got extreme variety, and he does it all well. And uh, that was one of your main complaints
0: on That's the true. album. It's true. I think the distinction being that, like, the Hella album, I wasn't, al- I was already like not super into the music style itself, okay. and then just that added layer of like the drums just being constant. It's it's a constant barrage of like drum sounds, which I guess you could argue is also in here, but it, it fits more in here because this is the like the Genty kind of heavier metal is kind of known for that, right? Like it, okay. it's not out, it's not as out of place here, in my opinion. But maybe, I, maybe I need to revisit the Hella album. But it's
1: out of place in a math rock
0: album, Jeremy? Yeah, it is,
1: to me. You know, I'll kind of give you that, because that is kind of true. But, <laughs> but, I, I, don't, but I, yeah, I don't know.
0: But so yeah, after this, this face-melting solo, there's like a, there's kind of like a switch-up at the end that has some, some light, vibey synth melody over a, another like, hip-hoppy beat. And then it has some more like happy synths that come in, and then it switches to like, a cleaner piano melody to just kind of like round out the song in a very chill and like calming way after, after the, the brutality that was the rest of the song kind of chaotic. Yeah. If you don't like it, then you're some sort of dingleberry
1: dingleberry. Hold on. I'm going to go back. Okay. Dingleberry
0: premature segue. I'm sorry.
1: Premature dingleberry.
0: (laughs) Premature dingleberry. (laughs) That's our next band name.
1: Yeah. Oh my God. So the lyrics, I just, I'm bringing this in.
0: I totally skipped over
1: it. (laughs) I'm bringing this in because it kind of ties in to something later. But this song, the reason I thought the pun might've been futility is, uh, this song is just about like being sick of the world. Like you're just like depressed thinking like, I mean, thinking like suicidal thoughts. You're like, fuck Mm -hmm. everything that's going to happen. I'm, I just want it to end and just being completely fed up and done with it and yeah i don't i don't know it's just a very very introspective depressive yeah type of song and i just wanted to put that out there before i loop back to it later
0: yeah cuz it it does come up again i think yeah. uh it's it's one of the themes so like the the two themes thus far on the album is like him talking about wanting to kill everybody and then him talking about wanting to kill himself it's very, very violent and yeah, I guess it's what you expect with metal to yeah. some extent, but very depressive. Yeah. And this song specifically. Yeah. And
1: you're j you're a Dingleberry for skipping over the
0: lyrics. <laughs> <It> sure was. <laughs> Track number four is Dingleberries, which isn't really a pun, I suppose. It's a pun in, what? it's not it's I guess it's not really a pun because it's just the word. It's just I mean, the word itself is a pun, I suppose. Because it's not yeah. an actual berry, but like he didn't make a, an additional pun on top of the word dingleberry because dingleberry is already about berries. Yeah, not, not saying I'm disappointed. It still fits. He's buried alive. Every, every text berry related in some sort. Uh, but yeah, this one has kind of like this... He does this a couple times on this album, I think, where it's it almost sounds carnival-esque with the, the riffs and the arpeggios and stuff that he plays on his guitar. And yeah. then he'll splash in these crazy-ass blast beats on the drums, which are clearly programmed, I think, because I don't know if a, if a human can produce fucking crisp, clean kicks as fast as are on this. Yeah. I, don't, I don't think he's claiming to drum on them anyway, but I don't know. This, this track feels a lot different in a lot of ways. and I'm not really sure that I'm into it as much as a lot of the other ones on this album, where this one kind of feels a lot more like dense and chaotic, but it, it also has kind of a one note to it where it, it doesn't feel like it evolves as much. And then halfway through it does evolve. And I really like this midsection that goes on because there's like a change of tempo and there's like layered modulated vocals and stuff. The midsection is really nice, but like outside of that, which is, I guess is a really stupid thing to say, like, yeah, other than all the changes, it doesn't <laughs> change. But I don't know. It just, the, the, I guess the beginning and the, the outro sections don't really do it for me, but that middle section is pretty good.
1: Yeah. I mean, it makes sense. Like coming off of the heels of Fruitality, where it's yeah, like,
0: yeah, that's fair as this- well.
1: Craziness for six and a half minutes. This is, I mean, to only have one change is kind of like, <laughs> yeah, it's like, come on, man. We know you.
0: Can do better. <laughs> no, no offense to you, Charles, if you're listening. Yeah.
1: yeah, I do like that the the kind of I guess slower, cleaner part in the middle too, though. Like, I kind of wish it was longer. Yeah, but you know, I didn't write this song, and I couldn't. So, what am I? What am I doing?
0: I mean, someday you could, but you didn't.
1: Yeah, I never. Can, I never write this song. So
0: well, yeah, the song's already been written. Yeah, you could write a cover of it, perhaps change some things up. That's true, lyrically. But, yeah, <laughs> yeah. This one had kind of a similar sentiment to "Pun of You Left," where he's just talking about murdering the world, but it seemed more focused and pointed at like one person. Yeah, where it seems like he's talking about that someone had lied to him or was like using him for their own success, and Charles is like, "Fuck that shit! Like, I'm gonna kill you!" <laughs> like, it's it's. You're, you're you're worthless to me you i treated you like a brother and you were fake the entire time so now i'm gonna murder you and leave you in a dumpster yep
1: which is surprisingly close to something else that happens later it's true yep. it's it's nuts because i feel like the person he's talking about in in this song comes back later but i also feel yeah. i don't know
0: I don't know, man. It's hard hard to tell. Like like I said, it's hard to tell a lot of the times if he's talking about himself, if he's talking about someone specific, or if he's talking about a vague other kind of figure.
1: All I know is the next song is the title track. (laughs) (laughs) I guess
0: that's a segue. (laughs) Track number five is called Berry's Alive, which is
1: the title of the album. The eponymous track. It uh, it starts off, it's like, it kind of sounds like The last level on a video game, like whenever they bring in like the crazy fast, like boss music
0: and then very very, jaunty and jumpy.
1: Yeah. But speaking to you thinking there is no human who could possibly play the drums (laughs) on the last song, there is, it has to be a drum machine. It's like, yeah, I I don't want to say double bass because it's like he has like two of those like double kick pedals and he's doing the heel toe. Mm-hmm. type thing on both of them i mean no nobody's playing this but right. if i had to equate it to what somebody <laughs> is playing it's like i don't know the drummer from nile can do some pretty crazy shit i forget what his name is but i don't know i'm i'm just dancing around it but this drum or this bass drum bass drum part is like one long continuous note yeah but it's just being played so fast that it's like a note which is but just the, the
0: deadly hexi kicks
1: yeah, it's it's fucking nuts, dude. Like that's it feels like you're being punched in the head by a thousand little tiny men.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I I also wrote face punching, so we're on the same page as far as getting beaten to death with this this riff and and the kicks and stuff in it.
1: Yeah, but you know, after the video games start and the one long continuous bass <laughs> drum note, it's got like a pretty normal sounding metal chorus, like comparative yeah. to. A lot of the other stuff we've heard which i mean it's nice i like i like your typical metal chorus so i mean i'm not but yeah
0: he he has like there's like some washed out synths in these like bridge sections i don't know i guess they're labeled as chorus or pre-chorus or whatever i did not look at the, the shit while i was describing it but uh it's, it's kind of it gets kind of like music boxy Yeah, um, one of the sections before the halfway mark that kind of like gives it a darker or sadder tone. And then the clean vocals come in, and it's just like this chill vibe section, which is such a contrast to the introduction being just that wall of sound and kick drums that I really like. And then there's like an almost like power metal feel towards the end with the solo to kind of like build you back up. So it feels like the song's like... I don't know. It feels kind of like an epic where there's like the, the introduction conflict and it goes down and escalates a bit and you're like feeling sad or whatever and then you're like, but there's hope. And that, that kind of like solo kind of builds back the hope I think. Yeah. And then it just goes right back into the fucking mosh pit with like the, the face punching ending. But it's kind of fun.
1: Yeah. So far out of the first five songs, I'd say I'd say I wrote that this is probably my favorite song so mm-hmm. far. But thinking back on it now, I'm not 100% sure, but I'll stick by it since I wrote it as I sure. was listening to the album. You can't, so. you
0: can't change your mind. Yeah,
1: I'm not allowed to change my mind. That's what this whole thing has been about. We're we're not allowed to change our mind ever.
0: <laughs> this is permanent. This is going on the internet, and this is going to be the way we have to think for the rest of our lives.
1: But this this song, it makes me think of stuff along the lines of, like, Polyphia, like Tim Henson, like the guitar player. Yeah, and just that type of guitar playing that's getting like pretty big now, and I mean I love it. Like it's super awesome, and yeah. he's, he's really, really fucking good at it. <laughs> you put it into better words than I could because all I wrote was the guitar solo here is fucking awesome. That's yeah. just I, I I don't know.
0: And, I mean, you can't really describe a guitar solo. Like yeah. sol- solos are cool as shit, and especially when they're done like this and they're done well especially within the context of the album. Like, I don't know. It just feels good. A lot of them just feel good.
1: Yeah. It, it feels so nice to hear. Like i um, I have really long hair. No, I don't actually, but like in this, in this <laughs> scenario that I'm playing in my head, your I, hair
0: grows out as you listen to the song. Yeah.
1: And I, like the wind is blowing at, it's blowing my hair backwards, but the wind is blowing at my back at the same time. So yeah,
0: like, it's, it's, it's just, that kind of like power metal feel that I, I was describing.
1: Yeah. It's just so nice. Feels but,
0: like you're you're going on some epic journey.
1: Yeah, it's super cool. And uh lyric wise, this is uh is back to that de- the two one of the two themes was suicide and yeah. depression, and this is in the latter because uh it's I don't know, man. It it sets up some stuff that I feel like is is a pretty pretty intense through line for the yeah. a few songs but it's just about like, I think it's from like a friend's perspective of somebody who is going through some shit, but you're also going through some shit, but like, I don't know. You're trying to help them and you're like, "Ah, I wish I could have helped you. Like I, I'm all, I had my own shit going on, but I wish I could have helped you. And then you, they, they kill themselves and you're left there. And it's like, like, it's, it's an intense subject matter, but like he taught not necessarily just in this song, but in other songs, I feel like he does a, a really good job of talking about like the people who are left, behind, left in the wake of mm-hmm. whenever that happens, like right. the people who the loved ones who are still there afterwards. But
0: yeah, yeah. I, I, I got the same vibes. I, I, that it kind of spins the perspective of brutality towards no longer i talking about killing himself but talking about a friend that killed themselves kind of a thing and how he had wished that he knew what they were going through or the extent of it so that he could have helped because he's been he's been dealing with the shit and it's, it's like one part survivor's guilt and then another part just like talking about the effect like you said that it has on everyone around you if you commit suicide or whatever uh, which don't do it i said i think was it last episode that we were talking about suicide the episode before fucking don't do it it's it's a shitty thing to do and i know you're feeling shitty but fucking leave us a comment shoot us an email we'll talk to you if you just want someone to listen i'll fucking I be f- here for 100 million of you if we have that many listeners at some point
1: i don't know if it's indicative of the type of music that we listen to but i feel like on several occasions we've we've been like this song is about suicide. Don't, don't commit suicide. Which I mean, like, don't. Yeah. Of course, like Jeremy said. <laughs> but it's like I feel like it, it's making me think about the type,
0: of, the pe- type the type of people we are.
1: <laughs> yeah, and I'm just like, oh my god. I, feel I mean, like- I
0: think it's just it's not that I've like genuinely considered suicide myself, yeah. but like it's it's a somewhat relatable, if if not an extreme, circumstance, right? Where like everyone's felt shitty, everyone's had down days and some more than others obviously and i've never come to that extent of it but it's it's i guess being empathetic yeah it's 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 kind of cathartic i guess to listen to it in an extreme like i mean, just listening to death metal in general a lot of the themes are like aggressive and you listen to aggressive music to kind of like get that out of your own system even though obviously you're not thinking about murdering everybody if you're just pissed off you throw in some death metal and it like it kind of calms you down in some weird way because it's it's cathartic. I think the same thing applies with this kind of music, where it's. I mean, not that I listen to lyrics most of the time, anyway. But there is some sort of catharsis, and like vi- vicariously, I guess, experiencing it through music in yeah. some ways, or being empathetic with what's happening in the song, even if they're fictional characters. Like, just kind of having that relation, I think, is is valid in it. It's that's why I listen to a lot of the fucking sad music, I guess. That's why we're sad boys. Hashtag sad boys for life. Uh, it would be really sad if we were attacked yeah, bad cats. I started laughing as I was God, trying to you. think about it. Track number six is armed strawberry.
1: Right off the bat, it's <laughs> my favorite pun.
0: Yeah, it's a, it's a good strawberry. It's a good one. I don't know if I I don't know if it's my favorite pun on the album, but it's it's a good one for sure.
1: God. ah, oh, it's it's so good. It's, yeah. Uh, I, I think I've heard it before, too, is the thing. But the the every... pun
0: or the song? The
1: pun, not the song.
0: Yeah, I think Adam, Adam and I, did, there was a meme that we saw way back in the day. We, <laughs> we've quoted it several times. It, it was a dude in, uh, this was back before memes were even like a big thing. But like, uh, there's a dude that looked really rough and he was in like a strawberry costume. Like one of the Fruit of the Loom costumes, <laughs> What it was like a strawberry. I think he had a gun or maybe he just like looked really fucked up or something. But the caption was like, hello, police. I'd like to report a strawberry. <laughs> kind of a thing. It's, it's, maybe that's why this one isn't my favorite on this, because I definitely heard it before. But uh, uh, it's a good pun regardless. Oh,
1: my God.
0: It's so good. But <laughs> pretty good. Pretty good song, too.
1: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It's got like it doesn't have the crazy electro intro type thing. Yeah. It hits straight into the like super brutal, like growling and chugging type yep. stuff. And uh, this one here, like, between the the first, like, verse and the chorus and that little, like, in-between section, it's got this thing where, the, like, the guitar line matches up with the way the drum machine hits. Mm-hmm. But it does it in, like, I know it's not glitching, but it sounds like it's glitching in right. a way. Like, it's just, like, a cool little, I don't know. I just, it made me, I really appreciate the way he makes sounds. It's, it's just yeah, really. It's
0: really very cool. creative. And it, it's, like, it's kind of like novel. I mean, I'm sure somebody else has done very similar things because that's just the nature of things existing. But he's okay. clearly like he's experimenting. He's trying things that aren't traditional, I suppose, or, or aren't done commonly and kind of tweaking them and making them his own. And he's, he's clearly developed his own style. He has several albums of this shit, and they're all pretty fucking good. Like I bought all of his music on Bandcamp <laughs> because I was so enamored. And I'm still listening to fucking Blood Orange like every other day or every day because it's a fucking earworm. Yeah, yeah. you turn into an orange dude. Yeah. <laughs> if you listen to Blood Orange too much, you're gonna turn into a Blood Orange. So something <laughs> fucking parents would tell you. <laughs> but yeah, I would definitely mosh some berries to this song. It's very, just, it's so hype. It's so oh, yeah. like, intense. And there's a whole lot going on. And there's that kind of, there's like, I notice there's a little chiptone kind of synthy sound happening faintly throughout the song that, that I dig there's like a washed out breakdown in this track. And then it just ends just as brutal as it starts. And uh, lyrically it's, it, it's just back to murdering people. It's, it's leaning back on the, the whole, I'm going to kill you kind of, kind of vibe that he has throughout a lot of the album.
1: Yeah. Uh, Other than all of that, cause I don't have too much to say that hasn't already been said, but there is one part it's, I think it was after the first chorus where there's like, I don't know a chugging rhythm that the guitar and the the drum get into, and it gave me some vibes that I haven't gotten since like the first time that I listened to like the first Death album.
0: <laughs> Hell and, yeah, like,
1: yes. Uh, it was I just had, I had a similar thing.
0: I don't know if it was on this track, but as I was like getting my notes together for this album, I definitely thought like, man, this this kind of like almost sounds like Death Clock yeah, in some ways. So it might have been the same the same riff that you that you're talking about.
1: It probably was, and, uh, you know, keeping in line with our every episode <laughs> plug, Metalocalypse, go, listen.
0: go watch Metalocalypse and listen to all the death albums. Yeah. yeah. Some some good-ass metal.
1: Yeah, sure. or else you'll end up uh, being a blue berry, if your name, yeah. is, if your name is Barry. Oh.
0: I mean, ah. yeah, that is weird. Yeah, I mean, I guess he had to pun it. Yeah. So track number seven is called Blueberry, but it's spelled like the album title is, where Barry is, like the animal bear instead of a berry because blueberry is already a thing I guess. so
1: this one is a completely different song
0: it's a sad boy song
1: like it's completely different than like anything so far on the album and if, if, if except for one little part later yeah everything that comes after this song like it's just it's there's no brutality other than I guess the subject matter there's no Mm-hmm. Not really a lot of like metal or anything. It's just, yeah, a somber, kind of, I guess, sad, like just a slow, emotional like dance, it, which is weird to say. Yeah,
0: <laughs> but, <laughs> it's, it's got kind of like a driving kind of dancey beat throughout it that kind of makes you bob your head, even if it's like still chill and subdued and somber.
1: Yeah, but like it, it, it really points to the fact that he can. I mean, he's just talented at making music. Like, cause right. he can make all the other crazy shit, but then, I mean, to hit an emotional point, he can he can do it and do it well. Yeah. I like the song.
0: I agree. I also really like the song lyrically. It's kind of a reprisal of "Barry's Alive" because mm-hmm. it uses a lot of the same lyrics, but this one feels. Less of like a survivor's guilt or or survivors' guilt and like repercussions track, and more about the grief and sorrow of having a friend that dies, where he's kind of just like he's going through it and he's missing the person that killed themselves, kind of a thing. I'm gonna I'm
1: about to tie this back. Do it in a way to Barry's alive. So the song Barry's alive. It was more about survivors' guilt, right? Yep. And it's called Barry's alive. So bear that's at the beginning. I said, like, Barry's alive. Like, Barry is... A person. A, he's a person, and he's alive now. So Barry's alive, and he's feeling survivor's guilt because his friend killed himself. And now, in that song, he said that he was blue, too. He is blue again, and now he is blue Barry in the song that is more sad. Right. And it, it was just like, whenever I was like, I'm skirting the line between trying to figure out if there's some sort of through line like in the rest of the album to this Barry character. Yeah. Or not. But Yeah, and
0: that's that's the thing. That's what it was like. I I try not to put a whole lot of thought into it because it, it was super unclear in a lot of the tracks, like I've said a couple times now, like who specifically he's referring to in a lot of this stuff. So it's like it's it's vague enough that like it could be interpreted many ways and i just didn't want to spend a lot of energy dwelling on on trying to nail it down to one kind of a thing because oh, come on, man. It, is, it is what it is man i mean i'm not a lyric guy anyway you know no it's fine it's totally <laughs> cool but yeah i really like this track it's, it's kind of a cool tie back to barry's live even without like a through line kind yeah. of a thing but uh added dimensionality is cool as shit so maybe charles if you're if you're listening to this leave us a fucking comment and tell us what's 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 what on this album or maybe fucking we can have a follow-up where we talk about your music in general and just gonna hang out that'd be cool as shit too
1: that would yeah that would be probably the coolest thing that's ever happened to me
0: (laughs) (laughs) well i i don't want to like peer pressure him into like joining we we should probably back off a little bit that way he doesn't feel like he's being peer pressured to talk to us
1: jeremy i think it's pronounced peer pressure
0: yeah, but track number eight is pronounced <laughs> "pressure." <laughs> Killing it. Okay, oh, this okay. one is sinister sounding as fuck. I really yeah. like it. It's got this like echoey kind of harpsichord feel over the slow, almost waltzy beat, and I really like the the musical aesthetic of this. It still has this kind of like technical death metal mayhem, chaos stuff going on in the middle sections, and he makes his guitar at some point scream like some sort of weird fucking banshee. And it's, yes. It's fantastic, and it, it just sounds nice. His vocal melodies are really nice in this one, I really like to sing to this song. I just like this whole song in general.
1: Hey, I like this song too, and I really appreciate the beginning where he doesn't, I don't know, after the kind of the somber slowness of the last song, which is something unexpected. Like, yeah. it's been... Before that, it was six tracks of like insane craziness in your face, and then it melts away to like this more <laughs> slow <It> melts away.
0: <laughs> uh, would... For for those who haven't listened to the album because we didn't explicitly mention it, he, uh, in Barry's live and Blueberries, he mentions the world melting away as kind of like someone's dying and they're they're seeing the world kind of melt away. Go Sorry, ahead. I didn't mean to to interrupt your train of thought. Oh no, I totally did. No,
1: I, my my train of thought is, uh, oh, my God, I lost
0: it. I told you. That's why I apologize. I knew you had lost it.
1: That's I know. Fucking- I know what I'm saying. It's just so hard for me to <laughs> form a thought in the first place. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, like, so just not immediately jumping back into it. Like, this song kind of eases you in. I mean, yeah. not like it takes a long time. It Within the first minute of the song, it's backed pretty much right but
0: it has an introduction section
1: yeah and it's it's nice and that banshee sound like it's just it is so sinister is a great word for it because it's like a sound that i have heard before and i i actually back whenever i was like a metal person Mm -hmm. and uh like trying to play the guitar i would try to make that specific sound so much just because i thought it was so cool it's like (laughs) a floyd rose like the the tremolo whatever the fuck it's called with like the lever yeah. bar but that you can pull up to make it yep. sound higher is super cool. It's is very
0: cool. That's just again again, Charles is a fucking creative dude that like uses his guitar and the software available to him to make like some really impressive cool novel kind of music sounds and I think it's fucking it's fucking great. Yeah. It's, Lyrically. Yeah. I think I think the music fits it pretty damn perfectly. And that like when there's kind of the slower kind of mysterious sections at the beginning and the end, it, it's kind of coupled with quote unquote innocent lyrics where he's talking about like, hey, like I'm, I'm going to stop by. I'm going to take you for a ride. I'm going to apologize because I fucked up kind of thing. And he's just like, I'm just trying to cl- try to clear the air. You know, it's cool. I, I fucked up. Please forgive me. And then the metal comes in. And it's like, psych, fuck you. I'm going to murder you. I'm not sorry at all. And I'm assuming this is what you were mentioning, referring to in one of the prior tracks He, where I think he mentioned that he was going to throw somebody's body in a dumpster. Yeah. This one, he's throwing their body into a swamp.
1: Yeah. Heart as filthy as the swamp you're thrown inside. It's a... Uh, pretty, pretty good line. Yeah. And rot away as you feed the flies. Because <laughs> those flies are hungry too. Pretty right. fucking brutal. Yeah. It's... Yeah. It really is. Like, the brutality of a the fruit fru- man. brutality. <laughs>
0: the brutality of a brute man brutality (laughs) of a fruit man
1: oh shit it's i don't know i had like as weird as this is gonna sound like it's kind of nice to have a like a break in the lyrical content to just be i don't know i heard metal described one time as like watching a horror movie yeah It's, it's just like you said it's not like I don't know like there's there's songs that you listen to the lyrics to and you're just like I can super relate to this and whatever nobody's listening to I'm okay I'm not gonna say nobody almost nobody is listening to this music and being like yeah I'm I can relate to this I can relate to (laughs) tying up somebody and throwing them in a swamp uh but it's just like I don't know it's like watching a a violent movie or something where you're just like it's a little bit of just like I'm angry, or I want to be scared, or I want to feel this emotion that nowhere else in my life I could ever feel it. Right. So uh, it's just it's just cool cool little thing to break up the yeah. the the other the other cool I'm, things. Yeah, the other cool things that are always <laughs> happening because life's just cool all the time.
0: <laughs> you know what? What else is really cool. God damn it, Jeremy! What are you gonna say? God damn it! <laughs> I really like this track. I think this God damn it was the first track that I heard by him that wasn't Blood Orange, and I think that's kind of why this album stuck out to me. Yeah, because I, I was more familiar with it. But uh, God damn it! It's track number nine, clever pun. I like that pun a lot as well, because you jam you berries. You know, you, you don't need me to explain the pun. Puns are simple by by design. But uh, this track, it starts kind of slow and electroate, which is not unlike much of the album. But this one feels like it has more like suspense and motivation in it. Like I get this like image that there's like a madman walking toward a child in a <laughs> horror movie, and I'm the child, <laughs> kind of a thing where it's just like it's just lurking at me, kind of a thing. Uh, the clean vocal sections in this one always a treat. It almost has like a poppy layer effect in this one with like a backing track kind of repeating a phrase underneath the main vocals. Um, the solo in this track is incredible. It feels so good and clean and the music really like backs off to let it shine. Uh, and then there's like a second more upbeat solo. that's pretty catchy, but it's, it's, I guess it's not necessarily a solo as much as like him, him just playing an arpeggio section kind of a thing. Um, and then, that section melts back into this kind of, like, raging, just death metal breakdown kind of a thing. So it's kind of a fun, like, ride of a track with some cool soloing and stuff.
1: Yeah, this song, at this point, I'll go ahead and say this is, I think this is my favorite song on the whole album. Hell yeah. So I can, if this was your very first introduction to Buried Alive, like, of course you love them because this song's <laughs> fucking awesome.
0: It's a very cool song. Uh
1: It's, like... So this guitar line that goes through the chorus, or I think it's like right before the chorus and then leads a little bit into the chorus. But it's like, so he does all this like cool, super awesome, high soloing, whatever type stuff. But he's his like low chuggy riff lines are just fucking sick with how fast they go, like along with the drums. It's just like, it's like a solo that's meant to be Just a normal part of the song. Just like part of the rhythm or whatever. But it's still extremely impressive.
0: It's like instead of having like a solo section in a song. You just have a solo layer. It's just like another like layer that's constantly there throughout the song. He's just soloing different ways.
1: Pretty much. I mean that's honestly how it is. And then like. So he's got the chorus and like the solo. And I don't know. All this awesome stuff. But then like whenever the bridge hits it slows down like slow slow yeah to like i don't know i like slow stuff so maybe that's why i like this but it just it slows down a ton and then launches into like a space age guitar like yeah just a guitar run that sounds like sounds like a dream like i don't know how else to to describe it it sounds like it's poppy, kind of. It's yeah, it like, kind
0: of, a lot of it reminds me of like uh, the Daft Punk kind of like discovery era, like songs, yeah. kind of a thing that they have, like with their, their synthesizers and stuff. Super fucking cool,
1: really cool song. If if you're not gonna listen to this whole album, I'd recommend at least listening to this song and then reevaluating if you want to listen to the whole album.
0: I agree, and then also listen to Blood Orange because yeah, <laughs> man, I'm telling you, it's 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 an addiction for me at this point.
1: I mean that song it. Honestly, it's gotten stuck in my head more than any of the songs on this album. So, yeah. yeah.
0: It's fucking fucking catchy. Lyrically, I'm curious what you got from this because I kind of like, I don't know. I so to me, I get the image of someone that's overdosing on drugs and dying and they they've left their friends that are now feeling this kind of grief and guilt and they're getting high to numb themselves over the pain of losing someone. That's kind of like this vicious cycle. I'm not really sure how it relates to the prior tracks. Cause I think mean, he's talking about suicide a couple times on this album now, and I'm not really sure like where the characters line up in this story.
1: Yeah. See, I got the same thing about like somebody who's like got a really intense addiction to some sort of intravenous drug. Just from the intro, it says shot to the vein for the climb. You're out of time. So, yeah. but he's got like friends who are trying to help him who are like warning this person and just not listening. Ends up overdosing and dying. And then the friends are just left there like, well, what the fuck? Okay. Oh my God. I guess we're gonna fuck our lives up too. Cause what the hell? Yeah. And But See, I don't know if this has to do if this is just completely unrelated to the songs before and it's starting a new arc because it kind of does or if the person who overdosed is the person I was naming as Barry mm-hmm. from who was already grieving from earlier. Right. But I don't that there's no real connection there. It's just kind of what I've created in my head.
0: Yeah. So. I mean, it kind of fits with the I think the the rest of the album thematically. If Barry was alive and, and at this point he's kind of killed himself from overdosing because of all the other trauma that was addressed in the album, I guess. But uh maybe 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 he can rest in peace, peaches.
1: Man, you know, when I die <laughs>
0: Put you want that me, on your tombstone?
1: No, just put me in the peach can. A peach can. And just bury me inside of Peaches. You then know. you can put Rest in Peaches <laughs> on my tombstone.
0: <laughs> Rest in Peaches is track number 10, which is Woo! it's it's a pun on a very sad topic, I suppose. <laughs> which, maybe it's a thing. Maybe Charles just, like, it's how he copes with a lot of the, the shit that he's dealing with. It's just by, like, humor. And this is kind of an extension of that, where he's, like, making puns about his friend's dying or something or someone that he knows dying kind of a thing. I mean,
1: everybody's got their way to, to grieve. So if it works for you, it works. But, uh, this song is, uh, I don't know. It's got like a harpsichord type Mm -hmm. sounding and I don't—I don't know if it's a harpsichord. I don't know if it's his guitar. Honestly, at this right. point, I'm guessing it's his guitar. It's all his
0: guitar. Even like, the drums are his guitar.
1: Oh my! Wouldn't that be some shit? <laughs> I could see him playing that though, because I mean, yeah. you can you can strum that fast, so you could make drums go that fast. But uh, yeah, it's got like that harpsichord type thing playing over the like a drum machine, like. It's not like really a trap beat, but it's like right. Some... It's
0: kind of it's a little sprinkly. It's It's got that like low, it's almost like an 808 kind yeah. of awesome bass.
1: And it's kind of it's like the same clean type of style as like Blueberry in the way that like there's not really any of like the death metal elements. Yeah, that are like right in your face throughout the rest. It's a, it's a more laid, I guess, laid back sound it's at least not like punching you
0: yeah the it's more subdued. Awesome
1: dude yeah but whereas blueberry was sadness and grieving and tr- i don't know kind of like acceptance in a way just like yeah. not fighting it you're just feeling it this is like the bitterness and anger that i'm imagining the friends of the person who overdosed in the last song are feeling currently and they're now having their own suicidal thoughts because they can't cope with
0: that. Hmm. See, that's interesting. So, like, I I definitely got like the darker tone. It's it's still kind of depressed, but it it's more twisted in some ways. Um, but lyrically, like, I don't know. It it seemed to me it, it's 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 framed as from the perspective of someone who has killed themselves, and they're like talking. He's talking about like how they're looking out of the casket, and he's seeing somebody at their funeral that never gave a shit about them kind of thing is what I was getting kind of, I I think it was tying back to now, now that he's dead earlier in the album, he mentioned that there was somebody that was using him for fame or success or whatever it is. This is like, he he's died. And now that person showing up at their funeral, pretending to mourn, pretending to care like they were tight kind of a thing. And it's, it's just, he says, with your insincere condolence, kind of a thing. And I don't know. It just gave me that vibe that he's talking about that earlier character that has come back now that he's dead to kind of like pretend to care.
1: You know, I think you're right. I I hate to admit it. I hate to be <laughs> wrong. But I think you're right. I was seeing it from the point of, uh, I don't know, like somebody who was like, I guess I was seeing it from the point of somebody who is at the funeral and seeing other people at the funeral who didn't care, but it makes way more sense to be from the person, the point of view of like the dead person.
0: Yeah. I mean the first lyrics, he says, I was, I was hating every moment, body laying broken soon. I would be fading to the sky. So that kind of maybe like it, it put me in the casket kind of looking out he, he does say casket leave it open i'm not just pulling casket out of my ass for those who haven't listened to the song but like not just there's it. definitely a funeral happening not just pull
1: a casket
0: out of my ass get, <laughs> get the fuck out of it i mean i guess i'll allow it because this is a punny album so <laughs> ask it leave it open oh
1: my god but i yeah i think you're right i'm wrong
0: <laughs> that's that, that's the end next I'm, track
1: <laughs> i'm letting go of my need to be right all the time
0: there you go track number 11 i'm letting go i guess joey's letting go at this point yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> and this one is like the metal accompaniment kind of or yes. the metal continuation of rest in peaches and it's yeah. also not a pun
0: it's true so, is that the first one that's not a pun in any I th-
1: way i think it is I think it's the only one. Other I mean, than
0: potentially dingleberries, yeah. Yeah,
1: And I guess the next one might not technically be a pun, but... Yeah. I
0: we'll, we'll get there when we get there. I meant, I meant thus far. Yeah. And yeah, it's, it's the only one that is clearly not a pun. Yeah. But it could definitely... I mean, like you said, it's an extension in a way of rest and peaches, so it, it maybe could be lumped in together.
1: I'll do that just to keep up the pun
0: the the fun pun the pun fun fun.
1: the pun fun uh yeah but this one's like the metal metal accompaniment it's got like i don't know i like it i like the fact that he had the clean version and then the metal add-on due to the fact that like rather than the sadness and the grief and everything he he was talking more about like the bitterness and the anger coming from uh, the presumably if if jeremy's right coming which he is coming from the, <laughs> coming from the dead person. Like it's, it's, I don't know. It's, it's nice to hear the anger expressed both ways.
0: Yeah. So in, in my through line, in my mind, in the, the story, right? There's the dude's dead. He's laying his own casket. He's looking out and seeing this person at his funeral. This song is it like, it, it immediately starts with him growling a slight variation of the chorus from the last track. Um, like, but I, that kind of like made me think that he's some sort of zombie and he's like, he's reviving just to like, say like, fuck you for showing up at my funeral. I'm not dead, but I know that you're fake as fuck now because like, you, you don't belong here at my funeral. You're not welcome here. Like, or maybe it's just like, he's not literally coming back to life, but that's, that's kind of like you were saying the anger side of that, where he's just like, he's ready to fucking kill this guy, even though he's dead and can't do anything. Maybe
1: he can. Maybe he can manifest his own anger into some sort of real being.
0: Yeah. Plot like twist. It. This is an album about zombies.
1: Wouldn't that be some shit? <laughs> or, like, what, what's that? What's the word? A tulpa. That's, a, like, a physical manifestation of, I guess, a desire. But I guess if your desire is
0: to. To murder somebody.
1: Want to murder somebody, you <laughs> could somehow summon some sort of, like, emotional demon being.
0: or Sure. Somebody. Sure, that's totally what this track's about. <laughs> yeah, this one it has more layered vocals for the chorus. I, I think he's like, at this point of the album, like he's he's really developed a nice sound, and he sticks to it a lot of the time. He, he definitely has a lot of variety on this album, but it's all like, that variety, I guess, is his sound, and he kind of like sticks to it a lot. It's got another nice solo in this track, and then it has kind of like a, a piano kind of lowering the, the energy at the end and just kind of like letting everything sink in, that, that this character is dead or that the... the everything that this character is trying to get across that it's just kind of it's the end.
1: Yeah. So that uh power metal feeling that I was talking about earlier with like the wind blowing yeah. at your hair and back at the same time somehow <laughs> uh I got that feeling in this guitar solo. I feel like it is and this is really saying something. One of the more technically impressive guitar solos right on the album. Like it just I don't know, it just sounds super cool. It feels like it's really hard to play. And uh, back when I was a younger person, a teenager, in fact, I would uh, try, like me and one of my neighbors would try to come up with like the most fucking like epic, super brutal way that you could like imagine playing a super awesome guitar solo. Mm -hmm. And we came up with like, I don't know, like, so you're on a stage And you get picked. The stage gets picked up by a tornado, so you're (laughs) flying through the tornado, and you're spinning around on the stage still. Yeah, you're like super high in the air, but you're still playing, and you're just like, yeah, shredding it out, man, going nuts. And then like it starts like the sky starts getting all like orange and red and all this shit, and then you get struck by lightning at the at the moment. But it's like that cartoon lightning where whenever you get struck by lightning. You're like
0: your skeleton lights yeah, up inside of you.
1: Yeah, you're a skeleton, and it's like if somebody took a picture at that exact moment when you were a skeleton getting struck by lightning, slightly on fire, on a tornado with a red sky above you. <laughs> that would be the kind of feeling that I I got whenever I
0: listened. This is straight up a Metalocalypse concert.
1: <laughs> but yeah, that's yeah, that's what I felt.
0: So, <laughs> well, that's that's a great visual to have. For a, a, another nice, super slick solo, yeah, on this album. So I think, I think he's, I think it's safe to say he's proficient with the guitar. Yeah, F- fuck all the haters. Fuck I them. thought you said you weren't taking a stance. I wasn't, but you know, he's a cool dude. He seems to be a cool dude. He makes cool shit music. So fuck everyone else. Yes. Fuck him. Fuck you. <laughs> Lyrically, <laughs> this one kind of ties back to the prior track, I think, in my mind, where. It, or it ties the prior track into earlier themes on the album, where he's just kind of getting fucking sick of everything, and he's ready to kill everyone, including himself, kind of thing at this point. Where it's it's tying the themes of suicide and the themes of wanting to, the themes of wanting to kill everyone else to, together, and just saying, you know what, fuck it, I'm part of everyone, so we're all gonna fucking die.
1: And they will. Everybody's gonna die. I mean, he said there's gonna be. None of you left, which I guess maybe he talked about himself too. So there's just going to be literally nobody left because I mean he brings back the the oh I guess that's the next song I was thinking of the callback, but yeah I don't know yeah. he's talking about killing everybody he's gonna and the next song is called <laughs> Barry Blast
0: <laughs> where he talks about killing everybody yeah I mean he he brings back the None of You Left is what you were yeah, getting at the last
1: yeah. And I, I had already switched. Uh, so did I <laughs> switch notes, and I was like, "Yeah, that's totally the same song." Oh wait, no, it's. We not. Haven't
0: moved on yet, but now we have Barry Blast. This one starts off with some like sweet bass. Side yeah. note: um, I don't know if if she was at this point in time, but his girlfriend plays the bass for all of this music, as far as I'm aware. So it's well, just kind of it's him and her for their band, which is cool as shit. Yeah, but uh, yeah, this one has kind of a, a sweet bass line. And some synth kind of sounds, and some clean vocals, and it, I don't know. It, overall, it's kind of another like sinister, evil sounding track, in my opinion. Uh, the drums and lead guitar come in, and it kind of continues the the twisted carnival feel that I mentioned earlier. The verse in this track specifically feels a lot more wrapped than in the other ones. Like he's kind of doing like a rap kind of verse yeah. with it, but with harsh vocals. And this is where I drew the, the parallel to Slipknot in my notes, um, but it's heavier which may be a controversial take, I guess if you're a Slipknot fan, but like it's, it's just, it is, it's, it's a lot more like Jinty and, and low and, and, shit like that. The it's solo, in a way. Yeah. The solo in this track, pretty dank. I like the solo a lot. Uh, he's got a lot of like stretched modulated vocals that go on in the background at points where it's like, he's, he's taking a vocal file and just stretching it and making it last longer. And it, it kind of like deteriorates, and it gives like a weird unsettling feel- unsettling feeling and i don't know, I, I really like the aesthetic of the song and then it kind of like falls apart at the end which is fun
1: yeah i like the aesthetic of the song and that guitar solo i know i said some crazy shit about the last guitar solo <laughs> but this one's like super just like pure shred like the yeah. last one was like that super technical which i mean i know shred and technical like kind of go hand in hand mm-hmm. but if you listen to both of the songs you'll know what i'm talking about maybe yeah. go with i don't know both of them I'm not 100 percent sure I know what I'm talking about. This <laughs> one's like I don't know. It sounds more like a tip, like a shred guitar. Like the tone is there, and yeah. the last one was more like I don't know, electronic, I guess, kind of sounding like it had been pr- like processed. Like he did stuff to it. This one right. sounds like you just plugged into a fucking amp, and you're just like well, squealing, like type thing. But uh,
0: yeah, is, is that a pedal that you can buy? I don't
1: know, man. I'm sure it is. I'm sure somebody made one.
0: It's but... <laughs> <laughs> true. There are a lot of fucking uh, pedals out there.
1: And, I mean, anybody with the know-how can really do whatever. That's but true. Ed,
0: Charles is proving that time and time again on this album. where yeah. like, he, just, he probably spent a lot of time fucking around with his music software and was like, yeah, I can make some really cool sounds for my guitar if they I just did. feed them through these plugins or whatever.
1: Uh, other than that, there is a little little hidden gem at the very end, <laughs> the very tail end of the song, where he's uh, just thanking everybody nicely for listening to uh, to to the songs that he made, listening to the album, and he also has a nice little tidbit of advice that wisdom,
0: is, just pure wisdom. wisdom,
1: yeah, pure wisdom, the truest wisdom. Uh, if you fuck a couch, everyone loses apparently. <laughs> Which, honestly, hearing that. It made me think of Psycho Stick, like something that they would like yeah. write a write a whole song about, like not just mention, <laughs> but they would write an entire song about.
0: it. Yeah, and it's it's kind of a nice touch. Like if you, it's the end of the album, it's it's pretty heavy subject matter throughout a lot of it. So it's kind of like bring, bringing more of the comedy aspect up, where he's like I have a person, like haha, here's a joke, kind of a thing. And then you hear the spacebar click as like he's he's done recording, kind of a thing. Which was just kind of—I I don't know if it was intentional or not. I'm sure it was left in intentionally. Yeah. But uh, it was just kind of kind of a nice little little nugget of wisdom, and you hear him sign off from the album with like a, the, the clicking of a spacebar or something to to signify that he's done recording. It's pretty cool. It is lyrically outside of the, the couch wisdom. <laughs> uh, this one seemed again to be about that fake person that was using him for their own success the song is pretty much him just telling them that that they're not going to ever amount to anything because they didn't put in any of the work at the beginning. So that person only has memories of how things were back when he and Charles were friends. And it makes me super curious about like who that person is in relation to Charles, maybe not like specifically their name and shit, but like who, who the album and, and those songs on the album, I guess were written about that was like, was it like a former bandmate kind of a thing that he tried to make music with and like what what are they doing now kind of thing? Just just it makes me curious.
1: Maybe uh maybe if we ever get that follow up with with him. Yeah. We'll be able to know.
0: I feel like he wouldn't out that person though. Like if he was going to, he probably would have. Well, you know maybe- Hey Charles, if you want to out that person, hit me up. I'm curious.
1: But I, yeah, I just want to know. I'm curious because for, I, for some reason I feel like I deserve that information about your private life. <laughs> you, you should tell me because you owe that to me. God, I sound like a fucking idiot. I know I'm joking.
0: <laughs> Joey's the paparazzi. But I,
1: but I sound like a dickbag. Don't be that person, people.
0: Yeah, don't be. Let Let artists have private lives.
1: I was making a joke and then I got too real. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Overall, though, I I, again I found this band because of the Blood Orange music video. Go check that out. The song's amazing. This album is a bit older than that song. Uh I don't actually don't know when this album came out. I should have Twenty eighteen. Twenty eighteen. So it's not that older, but it is a little bit older, so it, it lacks kind of the same feel, I suppose, as Blood Orange, but it definitely still captures a lot of his style and the chaos that he wanted and this album is something that I can just like throw on and mosh in my living room by myself. But uh I like it. I like it a lot. And I like it was, too. was fun. I was kind of excited to see what your thoughts were for it. and I wanted and to hate it. What you were predicting next. I really around. wanted to hate it. Why would you want to hate it? Because I hyped it up so much?
1: Because you hyped it up so much. And because you hated hella. And I'm I never going to.
0: I mean, clearly there's a distinction between this and hella. So, no,
1: I didn't. I guess I didn't want to hate this specifically. I want to, I want you to recommend me an album that I don't like. I I want that to happen.
0: I can, I can probably make it happen if that's what you really want.
1: I, I kind of want it to happen because I want to be able to, like, have a reason
0: to look at an album that I don't like. But I don't know. I'll, I'll, I'll think on it.
1: (laughs) It's, it's not going to happen next week because why
0: not? What are we doing next week? Uh, We're listening to
1: an album by Ween.
0: I didn't put it on our notes, so Joey kind of like, I'm assuming what happened is Joey looked over to see what what album was next and then realized it was blank. That is (laughs) totally
1: not what happened.
0: (laughs) We're listening Uh, to a Ween album. What Ween album?
1: uh, If you're from Canada, you know this one. Quebec.
0: Quebec. I mean, you don't have to be from Canada to know it, though.
1: Yeah, but uh, yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, I guess what you're saying wasn't true, or wasn't not true, because if you're from Canada, you, you wouldn't know it, presumably. Yeah. I'm well, sure I mean, there's some Canadian that doesn't, right? Maybe.
1: There's probably a lot of... I doubt there's even one single Canadian that doesn't at least know of Quebec the place, which right. would mean that if you were like talking about it, they'd at least be like, yeah, they could act like they knew what you are talking about. <laughs>
0: canadians leave us some comments leave us some subscribes and likes because we are so in touch with you you people yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> you people jesus you people uh,
0: all of you people follow us on our social medias let us know what you think of this album uh send some love to the artist uh charles he's, he seems like a cool dude and it seems like he he's trying to he's, he's feeling attacked so, go tell all the haters to fuck off. And if you're a hater, you're listening to this, fuck off. I'll tell you directly myself. <laughs> uh, follow us on all, all, all of our platforms. We're on all the podcasting places. Leave us some comments, some support, some some hearts. Leave us some, some Fs in the chat. Because, I, I don't know, That's a thing that Twitch streamers do, I guess.
1: Yeah, but that's like when something bad happens.
0: I mean, this podcast is pretty bad. <laughs> oh
1: shit, Fs in the chat, boys.
0: <laughs> but, most of all, stay on our feedback loop. Bye. <laughs>